welcome to the New Christian Life Church's live stream, where the pastors are Pastors Richard and Emma Butler, and we are so glad that you are joining us today. No matter what it may look like, we believe and know that God is in control. He is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, Psalms 46 and 1. And with the help of modern technology, we can gather virtually to praise, worship, and minister God's Word. If this is your first time tuning in, we would like to give you a special welcome. You could have picked any church's live stream, but you chose ours, and we thank you for that. Our mission is to go to the highways and hedges to share God's Word throughout the world, whether it be in person, at our church, or virtually on your phone, tablet, computer, or smart TV. Make sure to like and follow us on social media at Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. And share this with your family and friends. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. Of the trial. Thank you, Lord. You have to overcome, oh God. You have given us everything we need, God. Thank you, God. Our Lord, praise you, oh God. So in you this morning, we lift up your name, oh God. You are God. You are Jehovah, oh God. You are in control of everything that concerns us, oh God. You said, oh God, even if the weapons are formed, they will not prosper. Because if you be for us, be against us this morning. So we thank you this morning that you are a God. Hold us, oh God, into your mouth us life and you have given us what we need for today have in us God Father we bless you this morning we say thank you today oh of Jesus, Father, it's a good day you have made. I rejoice and be glad in you, oh God. Thank you, Lord. You have made this day. Thank you that you and thank you, oh God. Bless you today. Honor you in Jesus' name, Father. Bless your word. God. Father, even now I declare, O oh God, that I will decrease so that your spirit would increase, O oh God. Let your word go forth with power, might, and anointing that will break off what needs to be break off, that will strengthen who needs to be strengthened, that will give us the power go forth in your name what you have called us to do. Jesus name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Bless your name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. This morning we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Our God is an awesome God. He is the only true and living God. Hallelujah. He, he hears our cry and he's quick to answer because he loved us. And he called us for a time like this. Today my topic is called Our Divine Nature and heavenly inheritance. We will be reading today from the book of 1 Peter. But Peter is writing this letter of hope to the Christians, to the believers in the midst of their suffering. You see, back in the day, when you decided to serve God, like Peter and they did, like the disciples did, there were many people that were against them. The high priest, the Sadducees, and all the seas. They were against them, and they were persecuting them. They were putting them in jail. They were murdering them. They were beating them. But guess what? They still serve God. They follow that word that Jesus taught them. They, they, that's all they had to hold on to, but they went on in the midst of suffering. And they wrote these letters so that we can read these letters and go on too when we go through sufferings. And sufferings could come in many ways. The Bible calls it suffering, but it could be many, many different things. And we think about what's going on in the world right now. Everywhere we turn, we see things, people going through things. You see many people perishing. You see, for everyone, not only Christians, we get older, our body get weaker. We go through pain, and we have in our body. But guess what? We push our way through, declaring according to the word of God, by his stripes we are healed. And we make it. That's how we make it. We hold on to the word of God, and we, we use that word like our, our life depended on it. And that's how we go on. And that's what Peter did. And so he wrote these books to encourage believers to stay focused on, and to, on their heavenly inheritance while going through persecution just because he believed in Jesus. And guess what? Many of the things we go through is just because we believe in Jesus. The enemy is mad. And he's trying every way to get us to fall. But guess what? We have a hope. We have a hope. We have a hope. And the hope and the promise that God made to us is when we serve him, one day when we, come, we will come into that heavenly inheritance where there will be no more pain, no crying, no more working. Everything we need is already provided. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's have First Peter ch chapter 1, verse 3. And in the King James Version, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy 
has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And Peter is writing again to believers. And he started, Blessed be the God of our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessings. He started with praise. He was just praising God. Just praising God. Hello, he's going through at this time, okay? But he is praising God. And that's what we need to do when we're going through. What else should we do? Cry, hold our heads, scream and bow. You know what I've noticed? This is me. When I'm going through something, I like to turn on praise music. And I love to sing and lift my hand up and cry while I'm worshiping. It's okay. But when I'm done, I feel so much better. The problems that I started with at the beginning, at the end, it just disappeared. And then I find the peace of God just comes in and I'm back to myself again. And I, this is what Peter is saying. He's saying, praise God. In the middle, in the beginning, in the end, even more. Because when you get the victory, that time you want to jump and skip. But let's jump and skip Amen. while we're in the middle of it. Amen? He said, blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, Peter didn't just say mercy. He said his abundant mercy. And we will read as we go along that mercy ties everything together. That's God's compassion for us. And that's why we could have compassion on one another. Mercy could also be, uh, according, to the, according to the Strong's Bible, it says, mercy is an outward manifestation of pity. And that's what we feel when we see somebody going through. We are moved by what they're going through and causes us to do something for them. And to step in and be a help. That's what it is, mercy. Because when God feels, has compassion on us, he wants us to be whole. He wants us to be happy. God doesn't want us to be burdened down and in pain and sick. That's not God's plan. God's plans for us, they are good. But in his compassion, when he sees us going through, he just rises up. And as, as Peter said, abundant mercy. He just rise up and fight on our behalf. To stand at our side. To be that shield. To hold us and to keep us. Amen? According to his abundant mercy, had begotten us again. Has begotten us again. We're talking about a second birth. We're talking about being born again. When we become born again, we're separated from the world. And we become a new creation in God. And then... Uh, we get we put on our heavenly nature and it's in the form of the holy spirit that's in us so now god is not only with us he's only not fighting on on behalf of us he has given us something a part of him that's inside of us that's going to help us when we go through situation amen 
in first in first peter 123 peter is talking again he's saying being we are being born again not of corruptible seed but of the incorruptible by the word of god which live it and abide it forever so he has given us god has given us that incorruptible seed by the word of god which live and abide in us that hum that human nature is the one who is corruptible the one who tries to do, do things that we know is not right but we do it anyway but that incorruptible nature that divine nature god gave us we could stand up and say no that's wrong i'm not going to do that devil get thee behind me amen, amen. We, and we, we're going back to First Peter 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a, li a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Unto a lively hope means unto our heavenly inheritance. So we have an inheritance here, the things God will bless us with, and we have that inheritance in heaven. Amen? Amen. Now in the world, when we talk about hope, we talk about wishful thinking. Some, somebody going on the road and say, I wish I had that house. I wish I could do this. I wish I could jump and touch the sky and come back down. That is what the world hope is about. But with us, and when the Bible talks about hope, hope is a sure thing. Right. Hope is a sure thing when the Bible talks about hope. Yeah. When we hope, it's a sure thing. Yeah. One day, we'll be in heaven. Some people say, I hope I will be in heaven. But if you don't know Jesus like you and I do, like the believers do, as long, and if we don't accept him in your heart, and make him your Lord, make him the one who directs you, then you don't have that. You're, you're only hoping, like the world, wishful thinking. But our hope is a sure hope. It's like a firm foundation that only God and could give us through that divine nature. Looking forward to our heavenly inheritance. Amen? Amen. The world hope it's like they built on sand. The flood come, wash it away. Because today we hope for something, and tomorrow we forget all about that hope. But if you're a Christian, a child of God, and a believer, you don't say, I hope for this. We declare, say, Lord, I want a, a new house. Lord, I want a house with five rooms that every one of my children could have a room. And Lord, I want some place where I could be able to praise you and have nobody around to tell me the noise too much or knock on my door. And you know what? You know, many people, Christians, spoke to God, tell God what they want. And today they stand in a place where God brought it to reality because he is 
faithful in what he promised. He gives us visions and he tells us, show us things. And when we work towards it, sometimes the things God have given to us, we wonder, how did I ever get this? I wasn't even qualified to get this, but I got it. And that's because of God. Hope in God is a sure thing. Amen? Amen. First Peter 1 verse 4 now. So now we're talking about the hope. And first Peter, it says, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you. So God is saying, hello, the inheritance he has for us is incorruptible. It's not like the inheritance on earth. People say, well, when I die, I'm going to leave this for you and I'm going to leave that for you. But sometimes you don't even get it because your family fighting over it. <laughs> sometimes it's supposed to be for you. And then at the last minute, they change their mind. Sometimes by the time you get the inheritance, it's of no worth. But not of with God. Not with God. When he says he do a thing, he, do, he will do it. Even if you're going through, even if you're going through er, and everything coming against you, you're, you're a child of God, you're a son of God, you're a believer, you have a hope. Even if I don't get it right now, it's waiting for me in heaven. Amen? Amen. All right. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4 said, Whereby we are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust so god is saying to us hear what i've given you a divine nature so that you could escape the corruption in the world I've given you a divine nature that's to help us here so that we could escape the corruption of this world. That means we have what we need so that we don't have to live like the people in the world live. We don't have to lie like they lie. We don't have to steal that like they steal. We don't have to rob others like they rob others we could be different because we have it in us to live different. Amen? Amen. We receive that heavenly inheritance when we begin to walk according to our divine nature. We're not walking by what we see and what we hear. We're walking by what the Spirit says. And the the, the more we follow God and the more we walk by this in the spirit and by the spirit, the more we let that divine nature take over this self, this flesh, is the more we will be like Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Second Peter 2.9 says, But we, it said but he, Second Peter 2.9, 
I'm going to have it. One second, I seen up there. I may have missed. It's Second Peter. I will read, looking for the verse. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye may show forth the praises of him who had called us to a Thank you, Lord, who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So God is saying to us, he have called us. Yes, I'm correct. It says, it's First Peter, sorry, First Peter 2.9, I'm sorry. It says, but you are a chosen generation. We are a chosen generation. And the only reason we are that chosen generation is because we have the divine nature in us. Because we decided, Lord, we love you. I want to follow you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Lead me and direct me. We are a chosen in the midst of our suffering. We are a royal priesthood, even though we're going through. We are a holy nation, regardless of what's going on in our lives. That we shall show forth your praises, Lord. Because you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. In the midst of the trial. In the midst of the trial. You could say that, God, you've called me. I am a chosen person. I am, a, I am from the royal priesthood. I'm the daughter of the king. He's my daddy. I am a member of a holy nation. So no matter what you could do to me, devil, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm going to get through this. I am among a peculiar people. We're not like you. We didn't come to kill, steal, and destroy. Our Father has created us that when we speak, we give life. And life more abundantly because he said he gave life. And because he has given us that divine nature, we have the same authority that he gave his son. So when he, the son could bless, we could bless also. So when everything looked like it dead, we could stand up and say, no, God say that you're, 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 you are alive. God say you are a child of God. God say that you are a chosen generation. God said it. We know it's true. And we know regardless of what it is going on, we are a peculiar people. And we have an inheritance in heaven. Amen? Amen? So, what do I need? So you would say, what do I need so that I will not give up like Peter? The Holy Spirit in us. That divine nature. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, it continues and says, Who are kept by the power of God true faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. 
so I'll just read the three verses together. So it was first Peter starting back at three. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope, a hope that is alive through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you reserved in heaven for us who are kept by the power of god through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time it's kept for us by the power by the power when we hear the word, word power it means there are, there are different types of power but we're talking about the dunamis power according to strong we're talking about energy power might great force great ability and strength this is what we have in us so we can go through and not give up and throw in the towel amen so, it is sometimes the word power is sometimes used to describe the world. They talk about power is being strong and mighty to overcome you. They want they, they want power to to come you to down, and that's what it is. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. The world don't know as we don't know. The world don't have the compassion like we have the compassion. So when something happens in the world, it's they want to fight. Let me hit you 10 times. If you shoot one, then okay, I'll shoot 10 of yours. But that's not God. God said to the other cheek. So when they talk about power, their power don't last. Their power is only for a minute. But the power God has given us is to equip us for eternity. Amen? Amen. So now I want you to think about Peter. Peter is writing this letter. And you will say, well, who is Peter? And what qualified Peter to write this letter? Well, let me tell you something. The Bible is not a storybook. It don't start with once upon a time. And in the end, it didn't say the end. Because this book is alive. There's no end to it. So Peter is not a story. Everything that is written in this book happened. Everything we read in this book is to strengthen us to go on. That's why this book is called The Bread. And if we don't eat bread, then we can't that we need in order to strengthen our divine nature. No bread, no energy. No bread, no food. No bread, no understanding. No bread, no peace. 
No bread, no knowing who is the God about. This is ourselves. So we call Peter. We're going back to the, the book of Acts. We're going to Acts chapter 4. It's well, a paraphrasing from chapter 3. But we're talking about Peter. Now, who is Peter? Peter was one of the disciples. Peter also had different names. He was called Simon Peter. He was called Simeon in the Hebrew. He was called Cephas in Arabic. He was called Petros in the Greek. But the meaning of his name, Peter, is rock. Is rock. Now, Peter was among the disciples. But Peter was the one who would jump up and ask questions without even thinking. He was the spokesman. They know there is, you know, there's somebody in the group that would jump up and speak on behalf of the others when the others timid and afraid. That was Peter. Uh, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus called Peter the rock, and he said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not be able to conquer it. That's Peter. That's you and me today. Because that spirit is in us. Amen. That divine nature is in us. Amen. My children, and the gates of hell shall not prevail upon, uh, upon Pastor Richard Butler. Amen. I will build new Christian life church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The gates of hell cannot prevail against us. It might batter our get us a little weak. But guess what? Even though the flesh might be weak, the spirit is alive and strong in us. We have a living hope, a lively hope. It's in us. And we have an inheritance that we... Our inheritance cannot be washed away. It will not rot. It will not be somebody else. Even though I'm messed up. Even though I'm going through and I feel like I have no hope. I inheritance is there waiting for me. God is going to take it back. It's mine. What's yours is yours. What's for me. But the promises is for all of us. That's why when we're going through, get in your word. Start praising God. Not what the letter say, not what the law say, not what the court say. What does God say? What does God say? Well, the enemy trying to destroy family, trying to bring separation, want to bring divorce, want children to start fighting against children, husband and wife bickering. Guess what? That's the enemy. But in spite of all, we say, God, what you have joined together, let no man put asunder. Go to the word. The word says the promises that God has given for us is not only to us, but for our children and our children's children. So when I serve him, I expect that my children are going to serve him. I expect my 
children to become children that's the promises that's that spirit in us. If we don't read the word, we will know these things. If we don't read the word, we will know these things. People want to stand up and 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 and, and people stand and they could recite books upon books, poem upon poem. God bless you. I love it. But guess what? How much of us standing, reciting the word of God? We need it. Feed that divine nature in us. Amen? Okay, so we go to Acts chapter 3. And I'm paraphrasing here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Acts chapter 3, Peter healed a lame man. So when Peter healed man, sitting at the tent, he was forty years at the time he was healed, and he would sit there all the time. So everybody knew the man. So when Peter man, he jumped up and started praising God. You could imagine how happy he got. He jumped up and started praising God, and, and he was so happy. So what did he do? This man began following Peter and John wherever they go. Well, it's like us. When Jesus gave us a new life, we were so happy that we would want, you know, you want more of it. You want more. It's like when you get something good, you want it more of it. It's like you go to the cheesecake factory and you get a slice of cheesecake and mmm, so good that you want to eat the whole slice, you know, you just, and you want more is a hunger for it. That's what happened with Peter. Thank you, Lord. That happened with Peter and the man. The man wanted more Peter, more John. He wanted what they had. What they had. They had that in them, divine nature in them. So he more. But guess what? Every every time we do something that God tell us to do, did it. It's right here. Every time we do something that God tell us to do, there's an enemy waiting right there to put us down. God tell you, okay, the wonder, you today cook a meal and drop to the pastor. Okay, you cook the meal, you drop to the pastor. On the way home, here comes the enemy, somebody try to uh, hit you on the road. The enemy forget what you just did, but he's trying to put a stumbling block in your way. But I know Minister Wonder, she will start praising her God, and she'll say, that's all right, honey, that's all right, honey, God bless you. That is Minister Wonder. So what happened there? She overcame. So this is what happened to Peter and, and John. So, the, as I told you, the lame man started following John, Peter and John, and that made the 
leaders, the Jewish leaders, the Sadducees, and all the Seas, like I like to call them, very angry. Why is these people, why is this, these people following Peter and John? And so they decided, let's so the next day, all the rulers, the scribes, and the high priests came together. So the day they healed, the people started and made the to stop the people from following Peter and John. They put them in jail. They put them in jail. So Peter and John, I could imagine in their praising God, the very next day, all the rulers, the elders, the scribes, the educated people, gathered and deciding among what shall we do? They said, what do to stop these people from following and, and John put them in jail but I wasn't good enough so because the people still outside the jail waiting what should we do in King James Version next day they brought John and Paul in the midst of them and they asked them by what power or by what name have you done this? A good leader healed the man. So Peter, Peter then, of course, asked the rulers of the people in John chapter and in Acts four, verse nine. Are, really, are doing it in the New Kingdom version? Are we being judged for the good deed? So that tells me that's the devil's strategy. When we do something good, the enemy waiting to judge us. So when you go there and somebody ready to judge you, judge you in the midst of everything else, don't say anything. Thank you, Jesus. I know I have done right because if I didn't do right, the enemy would be, wouldn't be coming against me like this. So sometimes when you do the right thing and the enemy comes against you, it's just a confirmation, I did the right thing. Get thee behind me, devil. Get thee behind me, devil. Now all the leaders were afraid when they got together and they couldn't deny the miracle that Peter had performed. And it was done in the name of Jesus. That's why they're asking him, by what name did you do this? And the same Jesus, they already crucified. So they thought when they crucified Jesus, that would be the end of it. But here comes Paul, Peter, sorry, doing the same miracles that Jesus did. So here come us today. He has the power to do the same miracles. And even Jesus also said, we have power to do greater miracles because we have that divine nature in us. So they were judging John, I'm sorry, Peter, for doing the right thing. 
They will judge you, they will judge me for doing the right thing. They will come against us when we do what God tells us to do. That is why every person that is in ministry could say they have so many naysayers. Because the enemy has people in places just to pull us down. Just speak death rather than life. And you know, your ministry will never go nowhere. You don't have the power to do that. You will never get that money to build. You will never get that job. That's what the enemy is about. And that's why Peter was writing. Because here he is. Just did a miracle. A good deed. Healed a lame man at the age of 40. And here comes the enemy. In the form of the leaders. The Jewish leaders. The elders. The scribes. Those people. If you read the tree before, they were, they were, who is John and Peter? They're just like commoners. They're not educated. But how come they have all these people following them? Because hear what? I am saying don't be educated. But what I'm saying, when you have that divine nature, you're getting education from on high. We have a bachelor's degree in the Holy Ghost that teaches us everything. And that degree qualifies us in every area, not only in one. So that is who we have on the inside of us. And that's why, like Peter, the trials come, we could stand up and do what is right and also encourage others. Peter is encouraging us. We have that divine nature in us. And even though we we could always hold on to that promise of a heavenly inheritance. But we know God will bless us because he said he will give us long life and we will satisfy us with all good things. We have an inheritance here. And I would like my inheritance to be, Lord, I served you, and I pray that my children, my grandchildren, my seed, even those that are afar off that I don't know, that they will serve you too. That's my inheritance. I want them to know that the God that I serve is alive. And he kept me true. Because I've gone through many trials. I've been places where I should have been dead. They tried to kill me. But God. But God. And I want them to know these things. Because it's real. It's not a story. It's real. It's real. And today I encourage you. No matter what you're going through. God is on your side. God is on our side. He is with So if God made a promise to you and it's getting difficult to acquire that, to, to, that promised land, hold on. Those in the, in the Old Testament, they went around that place 40 years in the desert 
before they went into the inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. So hold on, we're not 40 years. We, we don't have to wait the 40 years. Hold on. Coming. If God promises, it's coming. Just learn to access that, that Holy Spirit in you. That, that divine nature. Hold on. Lean on that nature. Not do not own understanding is going to cause lean on what God says. Read the word of God. Strengthen yourself. You have that dunamis power in you. It gives you the strength. It gives you the energy to go on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Well, say, well, I try one time, I try two times, I try three times. That's all right. Keep on trying. Keep on moving. Keep on going. Keep on loving those unlovable people. Keep on. Show love. And keep on doing what God tells you to do. Amen. Amen. Have time. Read First Peter, First Peter, and Second Peter, and then go back to the book of Acts, and you will see the spokesperson of God. And Peter become became so powerful under the anointing that even his shadow was able to heal people. And we have that same power in us. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Please stand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning in the name that is above every other name.